it's all this big, massive link of super global elitists and the UN creating Agenda 2030 as the pill we all have to swallow, basically. Well, you have to swallow it if you're an obedient citizen. Yeah, you don't have to swallow it. Welcome to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast, where we discuss the journey to real liberty through self-sufficiency, counter-economics, non-aggression, and the agora. The Outpost represents the border between societal norm and the pioneer spirit. Every episode contains practical, philosophical, and technical information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. Welcome, everybody, to the Off-Grid Outpost Codpast. (laughs) Podcast, not Codpast. It's half past cod. (laughs) I am your host, Regina, and I'm here with Cyrus, my co-host. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. And, oh boy, we have a humdinger for you guys today. Mm Mm-hmm. We always talk about not putting the tinfoil hat on, but it's time to put the tinfoil hat on. Today is tinfoil hat day. Yes. Tinfoil hat Tuesdays. (laughs) Don't worry, it won't be a thing. It might be a thing. Not gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, it only might be a thing. Well, you know, we talk about the why of going off-grid. And Mm -hmm. Cody and I are in the process of actually doing it now, which is really exciting. We got the 20-acre property. We've been out there building the fence. And, you know, why why are we all going off-grid and being self-sufficient? And everyone has their reasons. Right. And my reasons are that I think we are heading in some really strange directions in this world. And I want to be resilient. You know? Right. And one of those really strange directions is Agenda 2021 and Agenda 2030. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what we're tinfoil hatting on today is, uh, really it's Agenda 2030 now. They've, they released Agenda 21 in 1992. It's a 351 page document and it was, uh, basically a game plan for world sustainability, a blueprint for the entire world. However, they have updated the document and have included not just sustainability, but a blueprint for humanity and our way of life. And that is called Agenda 2030. It's only 41 pages because it's more of an addendum, but it's much easier to read. So I'll have links and, to all this. And you're, you keep saying they, and so for those they, in the audience that don't know they? they, you're talking about the United Nations. Yes, the United Nations has come up with a world blueprint for how they want every man, woman, and child to live on the face of the earth. Which, by definition, is a conspiracy. It's conspiracy fact, though, because they they blatantly they blatantly say this is what they want, and a hundred and ninety-seven countries or a hundred and seventy-nine countries, including America. 193 countries have agreed to conform to Agenda 2030. Right. Well, I mean, you don't even have to call it conspiracy fact, because just the definition of conspiracy is basically just a group of people getting together to come up with a plan because they have an agenda. Right. 
you know, the definition of conspiracy doesn't uh, include anything about malice or secret societies or anything like that. So it is the UN is a group yeah. of people and they have come up with a plan for the future. That is a conspiracy by definition. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, conspiracy is just another word that's gotten all twisted up like anarchy has. Right. So, yeah, I'm glad you cleared that because it's true. The way the word is being used and tossed around is not really the correct meaning of the word. Right. Well, they've just, uh, they've demonized the word so that when people start talking about things that are going on behind the scenes, they can lump them into this group of people who are conspiracy theorists and therefore they're uh, crazy. We're all crazy tinfoil hat wearing fools that, you know, we are connecting too many dots and it's all just twisted up in our heads. But come on, the powers that be are definitely conspiring again <laughs> under the, you know, behind the scenes. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, so we, why should we care about Agenda 2030? Well, we should care because it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's happening to all of us. It's happening to 193 countries, which includes all the first world countries in the world. They have agreed to this document. They are implementing this document. It is a real thing. And we should all freaking know about it. And, you know, we were kind of talking before we started recording, and there are some dots that have to be connected. And I'm I'm slower than most to jump on a conspiracy theory. But at the very least, for me, when I read the documents, it is, it is pure socialism, which I'm against just on its surface. Yeah. Collectivism, socialism. It's, uh, there's some strange language in the document. I find the document very sinister and disturbing. And I first want to say, okay, you're going to hear Agenda 2030. The immediate thing you're going to do is type it into Google. And the first probably three to five pages, you won't find anything about anything negative about this document other than calling the tinfoil hat wearers crazy. Mm -hmm. So you'll type in Agenda 2030. You're going to get the direct links to the UN and their game plan and their document and all their fluff and hustle about it. Then you'll scroll down and then you'll find some articles debunking the conspiracy theorists, how we're all crazy to think all these bad things. So Google is very pro Agenda 2030 and pushing all the good shit to the very top. So if you actually really want to research this and see the underbelly, you're going to have to dig deep. Yeah. It is not an easy uh, rabbit hole to just quickly go down and gather a few thoughts and be on your way. So I just wanted to say that beforehand because it took me several hours to compile this document that I'm going to share with y'all that has several links in it and case studies and scholarly articles about Agenda 2030. It, it, it didn't come very easy, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, so what is Agenda 2030? Basically, the highlights are universal peace, eradicating all poverty in the world, healing and securing the planet, 
empowerment of all women and girls, sustainable development. So there's a lot of, you know, easing of pain points in the document. Mm -hmm. So there's 17 goals that the new agenda uh, wants to address, a call for action to change the world. I could read all the goals. Should I read all the goals? Uh, that's pretty long, isn't it? I mean, even yeah. the sub goals, like 15.234, there's a bunch of them. Okay, I'm just going to like do it really fast. <clears throat> I'm going to talk really fast. <laughs> well, b before you list the goals, I want to point out something I saw that bothered me throughout this document. Okay. And then you can get into the goals. So <clears throat> they mentioned a couple of times, or a number of times, stakeholders which seems mm. strange to me like i pulled out one sentence and i'm just going to read it it's one sentence focused yeah. in particular on the needs of the poorest and the most vulnerable and with the participation of all countries all stakeholders and all people so wow what is a stakeholder that seems weird so i mean in my mind it must just mean like there are private or corporate investor people who are invested in this plan. Yeah. Otherwise, why would they use that word? I mean, there could be a reason, but to me, it just sounds very corporate. It, you know, seems See? weird. Look at you reading the, between the lines. You didn't even have to read between the lines. I tell you right there. Right. Well, but I'm not making any kind of claim about who that is or why they're in there. I'm just saying it is strange to have in that document to me. It is strange. Well, okay, I'm not going to read the 17. You'll have to download the document and read them yourself. But essentially, the 17 goals are full of rainbow shitting unicorns, essentially. Rainbow yeah. shitting unicorns. Yeah. Unicorn shitting rainbows, I mean. Yeah. It, socialist rainbows. It's socialist rainbows. Uh, one of these goals, goal 10, reduce inequality within and among countries. Yeah, okay. could you be any more vague? Ensure access to affordable, reliable, sustainable, and modern energy for all. Achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls. Take urgent action to combat climate change and its impacts. Hmm. Ensure sustainable consumption and production patterns. That it's all kind very of stuff. fluffy. Yeah, it's all very fluffy. I'm curious about one specific one. 16.1 says, it's a very short sentence, says significantly reduce all forms of violence and related death rates everywhere. And I highlighted all forms of violence. And I'm just curious if when they say all forms of violence, if they also mean the subjugation of people. Like, hmm. are, the, are the blue helmet military of the UN, are they going to be allowed to use violence? Right. To subdue and subject yeah. the people of the world? Where does all violence begin and end? Because it's very all-inclusive to say that, isn't it? Right. Now, this is a blueprint for the entire freaking world, okay, that America has signed on to. So, all the things I just said, all the countries are on board. Now, it's called Agenda 2030. It was written in 2015. Within this 15-year time span, this is the way the world is heading. Mm -hmm. 
So keep that in mind. We are in the thick of this. This has not gone away just because no one's really talking about it right now. And just because Google's trying to downplay the shit out of it and call us all tinfoil wearing hats, you can read it and you can draw your own conclusions. My conclusions are that it's very disturbing. It's very sinister. Yeah, when I read the document, it's all just fluff, and it really doesn't say anything specific about how they're going to achieve all of this. But there's many references to other agreements and documents. So it's going to require that I go read all of that crap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no how. There's no how. So that's my question is, how will you achieve this? And that's where the conspiracy theory clincher comes in. Mm-hmm. Because there's ideology versus reality at play. Mm-hmm. How do we achieve total sustainability in all of our factory systems and getting off of oil into you know green energy systems? How is that really going to happen? Well, I, I don't know. In my opinion, it can only happen with more regulation, which is excellent. Extreme Control. For the agorist. Because mm-hmm. the more the more anything is regulated, the more opportunities there are for the agorist. So, one silver lining, I guess. That's true. So, I took out some sinister snippets from this document, um, just to rattle off on these real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that really concerns me is a snippet of economic, social and technological progress occurs in harmony with nature. Another one, taking urgent action on climate change. Another one, determined to foster peaceful, just, and inclusive societies. Combat inequalities within and among countries. All of that, to me, is very pro-nature, pro-almost like commune style. And anti-man. It's all very anti-man. This document is anti-man. I don't even know. Read that first one again. What did you say, the very first one? Economic, social, and technological progress incurs in harmony with nature. Like, what the hell does that even mean? That is so... What does that mean? That is so, I don't know, uh, what's the right word? Obscure? No? It, it's uh, it's Ob- uh, paradoxical. Opaque. Yeah, opaque. That's a good word for it. Like, it doesn't really mean anything. There's a lot of paradoxes that, uh, to me, when I read it, it means less man, more nature, uh, really stifling our advancements to save nature. But we have all somehow forgotten that man actually is nature. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just... It butts heads with itself. It's very anti-human, the whole document. Um, I have a couple more sinister snippets that I that go really high on the sinister level. Because you may be listening and be like, yeah, I still, I'm not, I'm not on board. I'm not on board that this is freaking me out. Um, these two freak me out. Global Partnership for Sustainable Development based on a spirit of strengthened global solidarity. Socialism. Total socialism. World socialism. Mm-hmm. These are universal goals and targets which involve the entire world, developed and developing countries alike. 
So they're, they're trying to level the playing field. But guess what happens when the playing field gets leveled? Do you think they want the first world uh, economies? Do you think they're going to rise everyone up to our level? Or do you think they're going to bring us down lower? Right. I mean, which way is this going to balance? <laughs> it's not going to be in our favor for all of our American, UK, Canadian, etc. listeners. It's not in our favor, trust me. Right. Well, they want this, to downgrade, <laughs> equalize this, the playing field. Is not as not going to mean bringing everyone up to our level. Right. It's the same. It's the same thing politicians do. They make promises, you know, to take care of the poor and the homeless and the and the sick and the and the elderly and all of this. And there's only one way to do that, and it's take money from people who have homes are healthy and able-bodied and take money from those people to support the other people all controlled by mm -hmm. a central government which means waste and corruption and inefficiency and so yeah it's going to it's going to bring down the countries that are doing well to raise up the countries that are not doing so well and remove freedom all the way down. Yes. It's the only way they can do yes, it. Yes, it's a shakedown. Yeah. It's a worldwide shakedown, and we're seeing it unfold right before our eyes. Mm -hmm. Modern Western civilization is coming to an end at the hands of the New World Order. And it's clearly stated in this document, I think it's pretty clear, as to how they're going to do it. They're going to level the playing field. By 2030, by 2030, this is Agenda 2030. They give us a date. Uh, there's another uh, sentence that you will truly enjoy that I, I dissected. So I'll read it to you, and then I'll tell you my dissection of what it means, and then you can tell me what you think. Okay. So one thing about Agenda 2030 is they want to instill this within every village, town, city, metropolis, state, country. So they want to start from the bottom up at the smallest levels. So they're almost like little decentralized cells right. of Agenda 2030. Yeah, I and got And what that they say too. is, yeah, we reaffirm that every state has and shall freely exercise full permanent sovereignty over all its wealth, natural resources, and economic activity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Well, that, there's read, lots of ways around that. Well, what, like, the way I read it is, this means, and this is my breakdown, it's a collectivist world government implemented as decentralized cell groups in each town, city, state, and country in the guise of sovereignty. Right. Well, I mean, we've gone through that in the United States. You know, the states were supposed to have the sovereign power and give a portion of it to the federal government so that it had some power. But, I mean, the federal government has gotten uh, around that easily just with money. You know, kind of like exactly. highway funding. You you don't get your federal highway funding if you're a state if you don't raise the drinking age to 21. Things like that. So, yeah. <clears throat> who has the sovereignty? Yeah, you can technically say the state has the sovereignty because they don't have to take the federal highway money but there's a ways around all of that like 
I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Well, and if the UN is in control, so we've voluntarily accepted and have signed on to Agenda 2030, quote unquote, voluntarily, because it's yeah. not a, you know, enforced law of the world. It's a voluntary acceptance. So now all of our towns and cities and states are going to voluntarily accept this? Yeah, what politician is going to refuse to sign this document when it's all rainbows? I mean, they, you would basically be saying, I'm, uh, I'm against getting rid of violence. I won't sign this. I'm against um, empowering women and girls, so I'm not going to sign this, you know? Like, right. nobody's not going to sign it. Well, America's already signed on, so now that we're going to have this trickle-down effect where they're sending documents and blueprints and pathways of how each and every town and city and state should behave in accordance with Agenda 2030, it's already happening. But it's voluntary, but it's not. Mm. It's kind of like the obey or else yeah. kind of thing. So, basically, Agenda 2030 is a template for governing the entire planet. It is a template for the entire planet. Every man, woman, and child, which is a new world order. Mm -hmm. We can pretty much agree that this is a new world order. This is right. a new world order in this document, which is a one world government, which means loss of sovereignty, which equals world domination by one entity, the UN, the United Nations. Right. Globalization through voluntary intergovernmental agreements. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that makes me sweat a little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> well, they've just scaled up. Uh, they've just scaled up the idea of democracy and representative governance. In the same way that we have it in the United States, it's just now on the world stage. You know, the UN. We have representatives at the UN, and they're supposed to. Uh, represent our interests as a country, just like our senators and congressmen do, just like our city councilmen do at the local level. It's all, I mean, it's just the same thing. It's, it is, but it's ramping up into a really extreme form that is controlled by the few, which I mean, that's pretty much what's happening now mm -hmm. is we're all controlled by the few at the top, but we're about to go to the next level. This is taking it to the next level. So uh, the next topic I want to talk about now that we're pretty clear on the motivations of Agenda 2030, um, what it's about and, you know, what it's about and what we really think it's about is, okay, who the hell is the UN anyways? Like, I, they're just a world so, governing body with representatives from all participating countries. Yeah. But there's more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. There's more. <laughs> but wait. But wait. There's more. Oh, it gets more fun. Trust me. So we think about the UN, as you said, people from, you know, elected, appointed politicians, officials from different countries all over the world come together and make decisions for the world. And it's supposed to be this great big thing. So the UN was actually founded in... The UN was founded in 1945 to maintain international peace and security. So that's, you know, really great. However, the reality is, is that the UN, the roots of the UN are deeply entrenched in elite royal houses of Europe. 
the people that created the UN are elite royals, basically. And the first elite royal family that kind of hovers over this whole entire UN package, they're called the House of Guelph, the Black Nobility. And I'm not going to take you down the mega rabbit hole of the elite royalists that link to the basically all the secret society groups that are very real. We can all agree that secret society elite groups are very real, correct? Well, they're not very good at being secret then. Yes, they're not very good at being secret. And this goes all the way back into George Washington days and, and uh, you know, Masons and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So instead of going down the rabbit hole, I'm just going to share with you that in the document, there's a link to a scholarly article written that maps out the connections between the elite nobility roots to the UN. It actually maps it out step by step. So if you really want to go down that way, you can. I'm just letting you know. Right. That's where it was formed. And then a lot of the people involved in the Committee of 300, which is the kind of the Bilderberger Illuminati. What's the one? Skull and Bones, I think it's called. All these people conglomerate into this Committee of 300, and they're all linked to the UN. It's all this big, massive link of super global elitists and the UN creating Agenda 2030 as the pill we all have to swallow, basically. You, well, you have to swallow it if you're a obedient citizen. Yeah. You don't have to swallow it, which is... I mean, this is my why of going off-grid. This is one of them. Right. When I go down these hardcore rabbit holes, and I tend to... I go down the rabbit holes, but I like I like to read the proof. I want the proof. And then I find the proof, and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> right. A lot of people just read articles and take them for what they're worth watch YouTube videos and take them for what they're worth. I need more. And then I find more, and now I'm delivering you all more. So, Which is what the links are for, because you got to do your own research. You have to D-Y-O-R, yeah. But I did a lot of it for you. I, I give you a lot of links in this document that you can go on to research. Um, just to quickly rattle off some names of people involved in the UN Agenda 2030 Committee of 300, uh, we've got Henry Kissinger, the Rothschild family, Warren Buffett, H.G. Wells, Ted Turner. We've got David Rockefeller, Oppenheimer, Queen Elizabeth, the Dutch royal family, the House of Orange, Prince Philip, British royal family. So as you can see, these are, these are elitists. We all should be pretty familiar with these people. Yeah, very powerful people. So a couple of quotes from our, our people involved in the UN uh, committee that are promoting the NWO. The first person I want to quote is Brock Adams, who is the UN director, director of the UN, promoting a world government. To achieve world government, it is necessary to remove from the minds of men their individualism, loyalty to family traditions, national patriotism, and religious dogmas. Mm-hmm. Well, That's a director of the UN. Yeah, and I just want to say a little side note. 
about that. Like, I think that's why, because more and more of this kind of sentiment is being pushed and openly talked about um, in our colleges, uh, all over the place, you hear this kind of sentiment being talked about. <clears throat> and I think that's why there's a rise of nationalism, which I don't agree with. I'm just saying, I think that's mm -hmm. why you get a president elected like Donald Trump, who's a nationalist, you know, uh, America's great, all that kind of stuff. Right. I just think that's why you see a rise in all of that, because you also see a rise in the on the other side of the spectrum. So it's just a, a balance because some people are not going to go for that. You know, some it's people are not going to yeah. go for the get rid of the individual. Um, so you get a rise in nationalist, populist type candidates. And right. You know. Yeah, there there is the pushback. And Trump is very symbolic of Americans pushing back against this, you know, collectivism versus individualism. Right. You know, they they want to remove family traditions, national patriotism, religious dogmas. I mean, this is the director saying this. Right. To achieve the world government that they're after. Right. Well, because you can't have socialism without, with, with all of that stuff. Like, that stuff's got to go for socialism to yep. be accepted. Exactly. And we are seeing a movement towards that. We're seeing a lot of pro-socialism, young folks coming out that may not really even realize what they are agreeing to or promoting. Mm-hmm. So, another real creepy quote uh, from a pro-Agenda 2030 supporter funder is from Prince Philip, which is a, who's a Duke of Edinburgh, who is the husband of Queen Elizabeth. He said back in 1988, In the event that I am reincarnated, I would like to return as a deadly virus in order to contribute something to solve overpopulation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hmm. That shouldn't be funny, but I find it very funny. It's funny, disturbing, you know, like right. weird funny. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't help but laugh at some of the shit they're saying, you know. Oh, my goodness. Then we fast forward to George Bush Sr., who is one of the Committee of 300. He's notoriously known to be in all kinds of secret societies and mixed up with all this elite UN stuff. And you may remember this speech back from the 90s. Uh, this is what happened. He said this speech in response to all the Middle East turmoil that happened and how we injected ourselves over there. Mm -hmm. He said, We stand today at a unique and extraordinary moment. The crisis in the Persian Gulf, as grave as it is, also offers a rare opportunity to move toward a historic period of cooperation. Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order, can emerge. A new era, freer from the threat of terror, stronger in the pursuit of justice, and more secure in the quest for peace. An era in which the nations of the world, east and west, north and south, can prosper and live in harmony. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Okay, yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. Hell out. I don't remember that, but I have I remember, seen clips. From I remember that. it because I watched a clip of it recently. Yeah, me too. I watched a clip of him saying that. Yeah, you did too. Yeah, I've seen that clip a number of times. I just don't remember listening to it when it happened. Yeah. Their fifth objective, he says, our fifth objective: a new world order can emerge. Hmm. Wonder what the other four are. It's um, <sighs> peace on earth, equality of people, uh, rainbow slides for everybody. <laughs> um, oh, he's talking about Agenda Twenty Thirty. I don't remember the rest. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But this is like, I think he said this speech not too long after Agenda 2021, the original plan came out. And in 92, I feel like 92 was kind of a pivoting point where the world did start launching into globalism. And we started having these rise of terrorist threats and more control was being seized. It all just seems like the timeline is a little eerie. Yeah. So at this point in the conversation, we've arrived to the links of the global elite and the UN and the the control, the one world government, new world order, single central power to rule them all. One power to rule them all. Napoleonism at its finest. And then some. Mm-hmm. What are the consequences? What are the realities of this plan being implemented? This is where the dot connecting happens. D-Y-O-R. You connect your own dots. These are my dots that I've connected throughout the years of listening and hearing and reading. And had I wished I collected all of this data and compiled it into a huge novel yes but it didn't happen so the link between agenda 2030 and the sinister anti-humanist events are as such massive global depopulation because how can you do all this without depopulating the earth to some degree well and there's been vaccinations go ahead there's been people uh openly talking about depopulation as a necessity and recently there's been people talking about forced vaccinations so this is not mm-hmm. uh, secretive stuff no because one of the main roles of the illuminati and this i learned from a master mason one of the main roles is that they do have to make their plans public it's one of their things they have to do part of their code It's part of the code. So we see this messaging through random shit like the Simpsons and how they predicted Trump getting into office and whatnots. Uh, There's tons of Simpsons future references. It's a little creepy. A lot of times they blatantly outright say it, like Bush Sr. saying, you know, our fifth objective, the New World Order. So yes, you're right. They are. uh, This is pretty well-known stuff, I feel like. I don't feel like I have to go hard to connect dots here. No. Not those kinds of dots. Uh-uh. Uh, another big one is the revoking of private property to protect nature through eminent domain. Uh, moving populations from rural environments into smart, large cities into mega-regions. Mega-cities, mega-regions, smart cities. Yeah, and just to say a little something about 
eminent domain too, it's not a stretch to say that a world government could use eminent domain to take away your property rights for whatever reason they want, because eminent domain now is used way beyond what its original scope was, was like eminent domain was for damming up a river and creating a water source for large areas, you know, so all that land has to be taken through eminent domain or building a highway or building a school, things like that, which was its original attempt, uh, its original intent. But even now it's used for just commercial reasons. Like there, mm-hmm. there was, there was a big deal in, Midwest City, Oklahoma, where they used eminent domain to take a bunch of people's property just to build a huge strip mall. And wow, the reason and now they, all the strip malls are failing, <laughs> right? And the and the Crazy. reasoning was uh, it, it 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 will it'll increase everyone's value because of the tax revenue that will come in through the sales tax. I mean, it's really a big wow. deal. So, I mean, they're already using eminent domain for reasons other than what it was intended for anyway. So it's not a stretch. Once you start down that slippery slope, you end up wherever you want to end up if you're the controlling power. Yeah, it's abuse of eminent domain. Definite abuse because every governmental abuse powers are given at some point. And they always increase. Like They don't get rolled back. No, no. Once you give it to them, they're always going to take more. They'll never take less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we're looking at one world government, one bank, one army, one currency. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Green New Deal just really slides right into all this. So really does. And And so does agorism. Because the only way, the only way that all of this comes about is through the compliance of people. It's the only way it can happen. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't like the idea of a one world government and a one world currency and all of that stuff, you have to stop complying. You have to start opting out and become an agorist. It's really almost becoming mission critical to the survival of our sovereignty, of our freedom. Yeah, and it really is. Agorism and counter-economics is the fullest ex- the fullest expression of personal sovereignty. Yes. Fullest. So I don't even know if that's a word, fullest. <laughs> Didn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Well, and it's funny that practicing agorism is actually promoting sustainability and self-sufficiency, which yeah. is what they want. And what they promote that they're doing, they're just doing it through means of extreme control. Yeah, they want it to be through control, and agorism is not control. So we can have sustainability and sovereignty and self-sufficiency and less waste and less harm to the planet with agorism much easier, I feel, than with this plan, with this extreme control plan. I think so, too. I could bet the farm on it. (laughs) Yeah, I think I said it earlier, but the more they push this agenda, the more opportunities open up for agorism because the, mm-hmm. you know, they'll have to do it through regulation. Regulation creates black and gray markets, which opens up opportunities for the agorist. 
Well, we're going to see people, you know, becoming outliers of this and moving towards uh, keeping their sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Moving on to homesteads and self-sufficient farms and into uh, mobile homesteads like campers and RVs where they can avert away from regulations and conformities and shit. Yeah. And using cryptocurrency and more decentralized systems. Well, and if you think about what's happening with our economy and the massive debt that's been allowed to be racked up, it all seems to play into Agenda 2030 quite well. Yeah. Because they want the large first world superpowers to come down to a level playing field. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing this extreme destabilizing of our dollar and our economy. Mm-hmm. It's not by, I mean, it's by design. It's not by accident. This is happening. And to me, the kickoff is coronavirus. Well, we've already seen that the, it has accelerated all kinds of things. You know, some good, some bad. It has accelerated massive control over people on a worldwide scale. Like we were talking about, you know, even down to the simplest thing of the mask. Mm-hmm. It has accelerated uh, massive spending of all economies. Extreme spending to where we're going to arrive at some point the great economic reset hey we we've all got too much debt from the rona and we all had to overspend so now we have to reset economically into a new world government one world bank Mm -hmm. this is the event that has been the catalyst of leveling the playing field like they state in the document whoo that's heavy shit Pretty fascinating stuff. Whoa. Mind blown. (laughs) So, this is one of my whys. Why I'm going off-grid. I can't tolerate this. This kind of plan. It's so sinister and disturbing. It it really freaks me out. And I, I think it should freak everyone out. Yeah. Or you can go along with it and be like, Oh yes, I want all of these great ideological nice things to happen to the world yeah and that's awesome if you feel that way just uh just don't try and drag me along with you yeah exactly that's your choice Mm -hmm. so in essence uh there's so many more topics i have in this document that i want to broach but it will have to be uh, maintained for future episodes such as the grand solar minimum Mm -hmm. it is real you may have never heard of it. You probably have never heard of it. Check it out. Again, you got to go to the third, fourth, fifth page of Google because they're not putting it on the front page. <laughs> right. And uh, who- smart <clears throat> cities, another thing you might want to explore. Uh, America 2050, the mega regions. Uh, I actually have a link in the document to that plan of where they're going to be trying to herd everybody. Uh, So lots more uh, rabbit holing to go down. In this document you're talking about, this is uh, like a PDF that they can just go grab? It's actually, I'm going, I made it on uh, Google Docs, and it'll be a read-only that everyone can visit. 
And then I'll probably be adding to it, actually. It's probably going to be quite a substantial document. Um, so you can check back. I'll let you all know when I do update it. So that link will be in the show notes. Yeah, so that's a good place to start. If you want to research this stuff on your own and uh, find as much information as you can, that's a good place to start. It'll get you going. And then, you know, you can double check Regina's sources. Yeah, exactly. Um, so to quickly wrap it up, Agenda 2030 uh, promotes nature and defeats man. It micromanages all of man's doings. Uh, it uh, Liberty and freedom is compromised in the name of sustainability. And it is the extinction of individuality. That pretty much wraps it up. Boo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep. So head on over to the offgridoutpost.com. We've got free PDF giveaways. We've got some eBooks we wrote. Uh, all of our uh, shows are archived there. You can always email us at cyrus at the offgridoutpost.com or regina at the offgridoutpost.com. Please uh, go ahead and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. It helps us get found in the algorithms. And we appreciate all of your support, no matter if it's just a listen or a purchase or a download. Uh, we have a great newsletter, too, coming out weekly. You can sign up for at the website. Pretty cool shit. Cool shit. All right. Until next time. Talk to you later. Later. Here's a little teaser for what's coming next week. These kinds of conversations always remind me of what a tight ass I am. You're such a tight ass. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes probably to a fault, but shoot, when you get on a piece of property and you start looking at prices and you start figuring out costs, you really start thinking about what you can get for free and cheap. Thanks for listening to the Off Grid Outpost podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe so you can get all the new episodes.